In today's world, it's really easy to want to live a life of abundance and happiness, but there's so much that gets in our way. We want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you. We're honestly just here to help you grow into the person you want to become. So let's dive right into the Motivational Monday series. Welcome, welcome, welcome listeners. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Welcome to the Motivational Monday series hosted by the Lunch Break Media. Today we have Rue on the podcast. Rue is like a sister to me and I have honestly enjoyed our friendship that we have built over the past few months. It's been amazing. I've enjoyed every second of it. She's like a little blessing in disguise. She also has a degree in psychology and is currently in her last semester for her bachelor's degree. So congratulations, Rue. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time. And let's tell the audience a little bit about Rue. Hi, guys. I am so excited to be on this podcast with Em. She's truly amazing. And I have been also loving our friendship and our entire relationship throughout this time. Um, A little bit about myself. So I have been finishing up my degree. I'm in my last, I have three more classes, finishing up my degree in psychology. Um, I would say I come from a really big family. I have five sisters and I have three brothers. Um, I'm Arab American. And so I grew up with a little bit more of that culture and that influence. I moved out for college and decided to kind of venture out on my own and figure out my own path um, instead of taking the more culturally traditional route. Um, And now I'm just in a space where I'm working to develop myself and really uh, find my calling. And I, I I found it in psychology initially, and now I'm kind of moving forward and going into applying to law school and venturing out to use psychology in that, in that, in that area. Let's talk a little bit more about your life path. First of all, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, but you said in specific that you chose to take the non-traditional route. What does that look like for you? Oh, that's a heavy, a heavy word. So when I say non-traditional, it's very loaded. Um, I grew up in a very conservative, uh, type of culture. And, you know, woman, I always knew that I was a woman <laughs> in the man's world. I knew that all the time. I, I, I remember when I was little, I used to ask God to make me into a boy, not because I necessarily wanted to be a boy, but boys had a lot more going for them. Um, boys could do more and they had a lot more freedom. And I would go to go at home and I was limit, uh, I had my, my cultural stress from home and I would go to school. And I also had the cultural stress from school. I felt kind of like a misfit, um, in both, in both worlds. So for me, it was breaking away. I was the first girl to move out without being married (laughs) or, or anything like that. I was the first girl to pursue, um, kind of just being independent and figuring out my own thing. And I had a lot of backlash from my community and from my family because of that decision. Um, But that was a very non-traditional route for me. And I did really struggle with it um, when I was making that decision. But I just knew that I had I had bigger things to offer. Um, So that that is my my definition for for non-traditional. 
I think that's a beautiful definition. And I also want to commend you a little bit there for taking that bold step. Like that's huge. And just being able to watch you grow into this amazing human who is pushing herself to develop, personally develop herself and also um, break barriers and break those boundaries. Wow. That was a hard thing to say. Um, but yeah, just breaking those, those boundaries and those barriers and, and rebuilding your own boundaries and your own barriers that are unique to you is beautiful. Um, so let, okay. I get my next question is in the next five years, what exactly is it that you hope to accomplish? Um, so I'm currently applying for a dual degree program, uh, for a JD PhD. And I want to get my PhD in childhood psychology and childhood trauma. And I'm also doing the, the law program. And they actually, they, go, they run together at the same time. So uh, in the next five years, I'm hoping to have uh, established that. I also have a little meal prep startup that I'm working on uh, currently. So I'm hoping that by the next five years, I would have developed it and, and sold it. Um, or hired a manager to kind of run it on my behalf. That's awesome. I'm super excited. Why don't you talk a little bit more about your meal prep business? I know a lot about it, but I know that the listeners don't, and I kind of want to give you a little shout out. So talk about your meal prep business, because I think it's an amazing thing. Awesome. Um, do you want to hear like the story of how, how it kind of came about or what, what, what the business is in and of itself? Whatever you feel led on your heart to say. So if you want to share about how the business came about, if you want to share your mission with it, um, whatever, whatever you want to share to the listeners. So we'll start with the, my, the mission of, of my, my meal prep. Uh, my mission is to create affordable, healthy meals to students or underprivileged, um, underprivileged youth predominantly. Um, this came from my own struggles when I moved out of having to figure out healthy meal options. And I recognize the impact that unhealthy food was having on my mental health. And in doing uh, my research in psychology, I began to really delve into the different treatments that uh, were used for mental health. And I found that one of the most astounding things was that healthy eating and um, good physical health were so were were just such a more efficient method of treating um, mental health issues, and really should be the first go to um, in terms of treatment options in, in terms of mental health. And I think if people had the opportunity to try healthy food and really consistently had access to it, I wonder how much of a difference it would have on their mental health. And so that's kind of my um, my mission is to make that, make that accessible, make it fun, uh, make it really cheap. Um, so that is, that is my mission, my mission statement. And I also, I also employ my, sh- the shifts that work for me. They are also part of the community. So it's kind of community building, working within the community to create sustainable, um, sustainable, uh, solutions, uh, for each other. So kind of getting people more, more involved and relying on themselves to, to, to kind of create better and more healthier families and, and next generations. <laughs> it's, it's so funny that you touch on that about, um, 
healthy eating and moving your body and stuff like that and, and, and obtaining like um, a healthy lifestyle is what is helpful to people who are struggling with like different mental illnesses. And myself in specific, I can think of many times where I've been um, sitting around in my room and I've been just full of anxiety and just not knowing what to do next. And as soon as I just get up and I go outside or I go to the gym or something like that, it's like my body and my mind releases this chemical and it's almost like I'm, I'm healed. I'm like free of that for a little bit. And when, the more and more I continually take care of my body, the more and more I notice that those, um, those illnesses diminish for me a lot. So I think that your mission is huge. And I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit to your fitness journey because I've been watching you and I see that you have started um, really taking care of your uh, your body on the outside too. And like you've been on the inside as well, but you've been also going to the gym and um, really putting forth that effort. Um, to, so to those who are listening, what kind of advice could you give to people who feel like they want to quit and they want to give up from their goal of going to the gym and eating healthier and different things like that? The first thing I would do I've done the gym. I've, I've heard it so many times and I never really committed to it. I would do it for a few months and then stop. The first thing that you have to do is treat the gym like it's your therapist. Treat the gym like it's your medicine. And for me, I had to learn the hard way um, that if I don't take my health seriously, my body seriously, um, you know, it's going to, it's going to come back. Uh, it's going to come back, come back to you. So I think it's, it's loving, loving, choosing your pain. And that is the power um, that comes behind the gym. You are choosing that pain at the gym to alleviate um, other pain, other pains that are going to be more long-term. So it is really serious. Um, it's so important that you set goals, that you go to the gym and it's not necessarily that you have to go um, for an hour or go crazy. So it's always consistency over, uh, the quality, especially when you're first starting off, I would just say, stay consistent. If you do 15 minutes, it's the act of going there and, um, getting your mind to just take the act of going very seriously. So I would say, tell yourself and tell your body, this is my medicine. And this is for people who really don't want to depend on medication or in their older age, have to go through all types of treatments um, and, and illnesses. It's it's that serious. Um, it's really treating it like a holistic approach to um, to treating yourself. So it's extremely important that you have that mindset. Um, when I go to the gym, a lot of the times when I first started uh, my journey, my gym was my angry time. Like that was my time I could be angry. So I, I loved that. And I embraced that. And I just, I wanted to be angry and I, I wasn't allowed to be angry, um, in other areas of my life or when I was angry in other areas of my life, it kind of blew up in my face because I wasn't able to, to, uh, put it in a healthy way. So let your pain serve you. And that is one of the most helpful things. I think when you kind of approach the gym is that, you are letting your pain work for you. And so it's kind of channeling that anger into that weight, you know, be so angry um, at that weight that you can't lift it and keep going at it every time until you can. Um, so yeah, it's taking that, that little mindset shift. I think that really, really helps. 
Yeah. I loved that. Oh my goodness. And one of the things that you said, you talked about, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you said channeling that anger instead of like using it to work with you instead of against you. And I think that's the, that's the power of going to the gym. Something that I've realized too, is like, when I do go to the gym, I, I can get angry and pissed off at the weights and get all upset and like get frustrated. But at the end of the day, if I keep pushing at it, I'm going to, I'm going to win. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to lift that next pound. I'm going to be able to do, um, that next rep or that, you know, set, whatever I'm going to be able to achieve that. And it's like using your, your anger to work with you, to help you accomplish that goal. And I don't think that that's great for everything you do in life, but yeah. specifically, sometimes we have anger inside of us that we just don't know what to do with it. And instead of going out and like, you know, being aggressive towards people, it, it's better to go to the gym and, and unleash that anger. Um, I had a cousin who I still currently do have a cousin who does Muay Thai and he introduced me to it. And if I had the ability to right now do Muay Thai all the time, I would, because there's something about just being able to, when you move your body, you're releasing so much negative energy. And I just, I can't help but sit there and think about the amount of times where I've sat in my room or in my house in the dark when it's daylight outside and I just refuse to go outside and I'm like sit in my, in my pain. But when you just get up and you just take that simple act of getting up and moving and going, maybe it's not going to the gym for you. Maybe it's going on a walk, doing something like that. You're releasing so much of that, that negative energy and that stress. And I think it's so healthy for the body. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and you just said something. Um, I really think what it is as well is that when you're angry, just being angry or upset at whatever situation it is that you're going through or, um, you know, you, you have that, that type of, that type of emotion come up. It's almost like you're tricking your brain. So you're allowing your brain to be like, okay, I can be angry in this situation, but guess what? You're going to going to learn to love that, that pain. You're going to learn to love that anger because your body will become addicted. So, you know, a lot of the times we can become addicted to all kinds of bad situations, or even drugs. Um, and this really has to do with the psychology thing in the treatment and how people can become dependent on drugs. You can train your mind to become dependent on natural drugs, like endorphins <laughs> that are released when you work out. So you are actually still having, um, some sort of drug release within your body and some sort of relief, but it's an actual chemical release that is natural and it's, and it works for you. So it's like, it is really kind of like tricking your yourself a little bit um and tricking your your mind especially when you're starting and you might have a negative uh, mindset or bad coping mechanisms it is so important to treat it at with the same intensity in terms of the consistency um yeah so i it is it's really really cool it really does you start to love the pain and it teaches you good pain you start to recognize what good pain feels like and what bad pain feels like and when you have bad pain it works against you and when you have good pain you're rewarded for it yeah wow. so no and i also love that that idea of like being able to to um i think i think pain is is something that we're taught to kind of like shy away from and run away from but we don't know that not all pain is bad pain. And so it creates this, um, 
the, this complexity to, to pain. And it kind of starts challenging us in our own mindset and how we look at, at painful situations. And, uh, we can, we can, we can kind of gain that discernment, um, of what pain will be worthwhile. And it kind of does create that mindset of, you know, I don't want to be comfortable. I always want to be uncomfortable, but I want to be healthy, uncomfortable. Um, and the reality is if you're alive, you're going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> so, um, uh, <laughs> I love the idea of the gem is it kind of gives you a, a realistic, realistic, very easy way to understand that, um, that, you know, discomfort is, is unavoidable, but it can be part of your growth. The, one of the biggest components for your growth. And it teaches you how to love, love that growth instead of uh, shy away from it because of how we were taught to kind of think and, or numb it, right. Or numb it. Um, so that's, that's the really amazing thing I think about that. It's, it's such a beautiful way to look at it that way too, because instead of like, you know, if you do have like anger, frustrations or pain or, or, you know, or you don't know how to like, you don't know how to experience the growth process because it hasn't been taught. Like there's so many opportunities where the gym can just open that up. And I, I could go on and on about the gym and I will end up shifting topics here, but I'm really happy that we were able to connect and resonate on this because the gym is something that like, I, <laughs> it's really helped me through a lot and it, it's taught me a lot about myself too. And it's, it's funny because it's like, you go to the gym and you work out and no one would ever think that they would come out learning more about themselves and who they are as a person. But every single day I learn more about myself, how much, um, how much patience I have, how, how much, how little patience I have, um, how angry I can get, how, how, uh, quiet and in my shell I can be. Like, I, I learned so many things when I'm at the gym about myself. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Whereas before I used to be scared of it. And I think that's maybe why I didn't go to the gym consistently because I was afraid to learn about myself. And I was afraid to push myself to new limits because it's the fear of the unknown. Like you don't know. So you're uncomfortable, like exactly what you said. You are uncomfortable. doing like an uncomfortable. And I think that that's important, important to also embrace the, the uncomfortable um, side of things. Because if, you, if you're constantly seeking comfort, you're going to constantly be in a, in a loop of anxiety and you're, you're going you're gonna to just limit yourself from, from so many beautiful forms and avenues of growth. So um, I just wanted to say that, but thank you, Rue, for sharing that. Holy crap. This is a good conversation. Um, so I got to ask you, what is your favorite piece of advice to give to just anyone? Like if you meet a new friend and they're seeking for just advice in anything, like they're just like, they're, they feel hopeless. They don't really know where to go. Um, you're like their only friend. Um, what's your favorite piece of advice to give to that person? Depend on yourself and take accountability for yourself. Um, there's no one that is, is coming. <laughs> there is no one that is um, going to offer you comfort like you can offer yourself comfort. You are your home. You are your best friend. You are the biggest love of your life. And that is the best piece of advice that I can give someone is just um, anything that is weighing on you or bothering you or holding you back, take accountability. And when we say accountability, there's these words, and I think they can be trigger words for a lot of people, like 
embrace pain or <laughs> can be kind of scary when you kind of say stuff like that or take accountability when someone's in a lot of pain. But these are the things that worked for me when I was in a lot of pain. Um, and I had to realize I had to take accountability. And sometimes I felt like there was situations where I couldn't, there was no way I had any sort of accountability. It was horrible. I was completely innocent type of thing. But when you go to those situations and you say, where can I be accountable? And this isn't about blaming yourself, but for how you're feeling or how you're letting these things maybe continually affect you. That's where your power is. Accountability is really your ability to find where your power is. And that's what accountability does for you is it shows you the areas that you can take your power back. So um, I would, I would encourage that person to take accountability and, you know, find, find it in themselves to, um, to be their own best friend, their own superhero. And, um, you know, they are, they are, they are everything that they need. Um, and no one else can make them recognize that, but themselves. That was good, Rue. <laughs> I think that that's also like, I, I resonate with that too, in the sense where when I was, um, the pandemic really taught me a lot of that, what you just said, um, to seek from within, um, to, uh, seek that validation from myself and, um, to love myself from within and, and all of those things. And I think that just came from that, that huge change we had as an entire, like, world, you know, where we were, we were kind of forced into isolation and we had to kind of be really alone with us and our thoughts. And I think that that's something that I think that's great advice. I really do. Because when you're able to become your own best friend and take accountability, I think it really changes your viewpoint on life in a lot of ways. And you're able to really be sufficient in a way where someone can walk up to you and maybe say the most hateful comment to you in the whole world, something never as before it might have affected you, but now it doesn't as much because you yourself so much that that comment it just bounced right off you. I think I really strived to work towards during the pandemic. And I know that you did as well. Um, but I just thought that that was beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, Rue. So I'm going to dive in with you into my last and final question. And that is, what do you enjoy the most with motivational Mondays? Um, I know that I met you on clubhouse and I, upon listening to your story and talking that night in a private room, um, I, I invited you to motivational Mondays and I don't, I don't invite everyone. Um, I like to listen and really focus on, um, can this be a helpful asset to this person's life? Um, cause you know, it's not always helpful for everybody to be a part of a community, um, where they learn and grow together it might be a, not the right time, not the right, you know, anything for that. I, I want to ask you, I guess what you enjoy the most with motivational Mondays and kind of like what keeps you coming back? M keeps me coming back. <laughs> um, I love motivational Mondays. The best thing I think about it is the lightheartedness and the the diversity. I love how diverse it is. Everyone has different things that they're doing, um, different goals that they're pursuing, different bus businesses that they're running. 
but it's the it's really the ability to come together and um have this growth mindset and it's very lighthearted. We're not always talking about <laughs> super hardcore like goal setting or you know uh and we do have those moments of course it's very important and um I just love the the relaxed side of it and that we're able to connect on so many different areas that other people wouldn't think are necessarily part of growth or important. Um, and I, I, I honestly love that. I think they, we did a game once, um, we had a bonding game night and it's that it's very relationship, um, oriented and it really focuses on, on each individual. And so that, I absolutely love about um, Motivational Mondays. I think it's it's really awesome. Everyone seems so comfortable and you can hear people's personalities come out. And I think that that M and Sean kind of created the atmosphere um, for everyone else to kind of express themselves. So I love how everyone is so expressive and you can see people coming out of their shell and just not caring about um, what other people think and just really doing themselves and getting encouraged to pursue more. You can really see how everyone is, is encouraging and they're able to honor each other's differences and kind of still push each other. That is so beautiful to see. <laughs> and I love, I really love that. I have a lot of fun when I'm there and I laugh a lot and I enjoy myself. So I, I love that. I always come back feeling energized. It's not always about hardcore planning, it's sometimes just experiences. And then the people, everyone in there is doing their, doing their growth. And so when you, when everyone comes together, it just happens naturally. You pick up little messages, um, that someone said, uh, and it kind of just resonates with you. So that is really, really beautiful about motivation Mondays. My favorite part. (laughs) Ah, thank you for sharing that. Um, that's my favorite question to ask everybody because everyone has and comes for a different reason. And so, you know, your reason and why you come, it's beautiful to hear your side. So Thank you for sharing that. And um, I'm going to wrap this up with you, Rue. Do you have any last things that you want to say to anybody listening? Um, I just want to say, because I this is kind of stuck on my mind now, because I said accountability. And like I said, it's a trigger word. Uh, I just kind of want to define it just one more time. Accountability can be um, like I I kind of tend to when someone talks to me, for example, I tend to, I tend to be too hard on myself. That's accountability. Accountability can look like that. So I kind of wanted to offer that mental health perspective of accountability because it can be kind of a scary um, word. So I wanted to, to kind of expand on that. And I just wanted to thank M um, for this interview. I was a little nervous, but I love M and uh, thank you guys for, for uh, inviting me on. The Lunch Break Media Group is collaborating with the Motivational Monday series. We are all about uncomfortable growth and uncomfortable conversations. Subscribe if we align with your values and reach out to Sean or I on IG if you want to become a part of Motivational Mondays. You feel me? You feel me?